The movie City of Angel, right? Yeah. Nicholas Cage, Meg Ryan. An angel kills himself as an angel to have a... Spoilers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> this very old movie. Yeah, t- 1998. He yeah. kills himself as an angel to have to, to meet a human doctor who he falls in love with. They have sex. She dies the next day. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, is it worth it to be with, like for one night with that woman? And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. Now, if you gender swap that, is it worth it to give up immortality for that one night of dick? Nobody's greenlighting that movie. That's because Nicolas Cage isn't a woman. (coughs) What say you? I don't know. I'm mixed on it because truth be told, the second City of Angels is brought up, my immediate thought is like, hey, did you know that the Goo Goo Dolls wrote Iris specifically for that movie? Oh, did they? Yes. So it's always always a fun thing to throw in like, wow, this song, it's so like deep and beautiful. And I always like to lean in and be like, no, it's. I mean, yeah, but it's literally about and for the movie City of Angels. So like, don't, don't, you, don't you hate that you know so much about music sometimes that you just like can't even enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. That's, yeah. I think oh, that's, for sure. Absolutely. I think that's really any kind of you know passion. anything. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. Yeah. Where you you learn too much about it. Yeah. Like yep. if you like, dude, like, say you like a fast food place and then you work at that fast food place mm. and you're like, oh, now that I know how everything is made. I never want to eat here. Yeah. That's never been the issue for me. It's for that I ate it so much that I don't want to eat there anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Pizza Hut. When I worked at Pizza Hut for like three or four years, yeah. I, when I when I quit, I didn't have Pizza you, Hut for like five years. You've finally been out pizzaed by the hut, you know? <laughs> <laughs> to what to what you had brought up though, and I, I've had this talk with my sister quite a bit. When when you play a lot of music, that exact thing happens where you can't listen to something without thinking about mechanically like what's going into it and i find myself with that all the time right like so i'll be listening to something and it it does get fucking annoying i'm literally just i'm literally just yeah i I don't i'm literally to the point where like there's certain time signatures that i just and i don't even i don't even know what they are like roger can attest i'll be listening to like 
all this music and he'll be like, you have the weirdest taste in the straight, like, but it's all the same, like seven, five or weird off time. Seven, four, seven, seven, four. four. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like the same weird off beat. Yeah, yeah, Shit for and, and you know, right, in, right in line with that. So, like, Pink Floyd, "Money" by Pink Floyd, classic yeah. song, right? Mm-hmm. Every everyone knows it, and you I know, don't. you don't know "Money" by Pink Floyd. I don't. You heard do, "Money," do, do, you would do, know it. Do, 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 do. Classic radio hit, and it, it's in seven four time, so it's in an off time. But the way the song is presented, you don't really notice it. But once you know it's in seven four time, yeah, any time I hear it, mm-hmm. all I hear is I I start counting it in my yeah. head, and yep. it's like it, it, you can't escape from that. And yeah. so yeah, I absolutely feel that. Like <laughs> getting, you get so much into it that you you, you become lost in the sauce. Yeah, it, absolutely, it, it, absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey there, everyone. It's probably listening. explains why I listen to so much math rock. <laughs> all you listeners out there, we have a special little holiday treat here (laughs) (laughs) well kinda (laughs) so fun story we all we we decided a few weeks ago hey you know it'd be great why don't we have a little like little uh gift giving session recorded on here yeah get some nice gifts for each other sit around pass the holiday cheer and we all agreed to it and not only did we agree to it but several days ago we kind of re-upped our agreement on it like oh yeah we're, we're gonna do that we're gonna do that sitting down here we're all getting ready to go and biggs is sitting here with numerous bags and none of us have anything to give anybody so instead of a hey, fun, I'll give you a hug. Oh, Merry Christmas! Instead Zach, of fun Zach holidays, here has things written for everyone that will show themselves within the uh, episodes. Oh, it's beautiful. Sa- Santa Biggs has come. Santa to town. Biggs, you know, our shining like, star. I, I hate getting gifts. I hate oh, well, it too. That's okay, but that's the beauty of this. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it over. Get me a gift. <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to uh, Captain Kringle himself here, Mister Mister Bigsy Boo. Oh. Happy holidays, everybody. So yeah, I got you guys some gifts. So I'm just going to start with the person to my immediate right, which is Zach. So Zach, close your eyes. Oh, God. Put put your hands out. Put them out. I'm going to place this in your hands. That's his cock. So (laughs) that is, that's a flashlight. Feel the girth. (laughs) I believe Uh, it. I believe it. So open your eyes and check it, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What'd you get there, What'd Zach? You get? So I've gotten something I've right. actually wanted before. Hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it is a back of a Magic the Gathering card fleece blanket. Now, of course, we all know I'm a diehard player, gonna make my own channel here. So that is very thoughtful, and I'm going to use this every night. We yep. forgot uh, to bring uh, the camcorder. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll pull out the Super 8 here. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> pull the wrapping paper. Where's your cigarette, Roger? You need your cigarette. You need the cigarette. You need the pipe. You need the pipe. Like a proud father on Christmas <laughs> morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's really funny is like that picture that we, we share together of Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> like that like straight up reminds me of your mom I for know. some reason. I, I <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, that saved me money. I appreciate nice. that. A ni- yeah, a nice, nice thick stock in there from good old St. Nick. Yeah, yeah that's, I, good. that's a good I, I looked right. that up. I was like, oh yeah, Zach's like me. He's into a card game. I'll get him something Magic the Gathering related. And so I looked it up. It was checking some things out after going through the five million deck boxes that were listed online i finally saw the blanket i was like perfect right i'd like to point out too biggs just said that he is also into card game and i I can attest i've never seen a man go so hard for solitaire (laughs) it's true i uh yeah yeah by that he means Yu-Gi-Oh, which there is no difference at this point no no, same thing you know (laughs) oh oh you're essentially just pulling a game by yourself at that point (laughs) yeah i love Yu-Gi-Oh. holy crap it is not fun to play sometimes but also it is so much fun to play sometimes i'm like that with magic where at this point i think i like deck building more than i like playing because playing is a chore as much <laughs> as it's like the greatest thing in the world <laughs> so next on the naughty or nice list has been the the nicest boy in the world our our wonderful tour manager roger oh i got you this I, I don't know if you own it already or not, because <laughs> it's something I feel like you probably do own. Here we go. 
go. Oh, oh my! You got me an Amazon. Yeah, I got you an Amazon oh. bag. Feel it feels bookish. It feels flaccid. We're supporting the corporation. Supporting the corp. I thought it was a vinyl, but I'm holy mistaken. shit! I do not have this. Yeah, oh my God. let's go. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> Is that a guidebook? Yes, yes. That's only. Sweet. So, Mr. Biggs, thank you so much. Yeah, Mr. Biggs got me the official power play guide for my favorite <laughs> game, Secret of Evermore, not on the Super it. Nintendo. Yeah, the no. fun piece of knowledge I have for you before I even look at this is this guidebook is notoriously incorrect <laughs> and it is it is something that is sought after because of that so thank you so much yeah, oh my gosh the artwork in that is really cool oh, yeah, yeah that, See, I, I miss guidebooks uh, there's I really so much know. fun oh, well thank you very much <laughs> yeah, Saint, of Saint Thickelis yeah. that's, the, that's, that's like a tiered that's list beautiful oh my god so, I do so have the guidebooks uh, for Final Fantasy X and Kingdom Hearts oh. I do too the Kingdom Hearts one not the Final Fantasy X one <laughs> When I got into D&D, it was when I met Roger my first year of college, and the first campaign we played was actually based off of The Secret of Evermore. Yes. Um, so I thought it would be a nice, you know, call back to it that, is. and I just know he loves the game. And I do. So I've actually done the Evermore campaign a couple of times because that it, it's not that the story is based off it, but the, it uses the world. But yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah. That, that's a great throwback, Biggs, to when you died at level one against uh, <laughs> oh, against uh, R.I.P. Grant Shagglesskin. Yep. Grant Shagglesskin. <laughs> Grant Shagglesskin, the man with a fake arm that screwed him over so often. Yeah, we. Uh, I don't know why I thought that would be a good idea. <laughs> we we actually mentioned that in the last cantrip that uh, you died at level one, but we didn't give any of the, the context on it. So yeah, Biggs's first character, Grant yeah, Shagglesskin. Side by a giant spider leg, then drowned in tar. That's how I want to go. That's honestly, yeah. <laughs> you did mention that he was drowned in tar. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly how I want to go. Well, thank you so much. Very, like, seriously, that that's fucking amazing. Yeah, that, of that's got to go on a display. <laughs> I thought it would be, yeah, be good, you know, <laughs> coffee table piece or something. Heck yeah, yeah. it will be. Thank you. The jitter yeah. material, even. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. You can read all of the wrong facts in it. <laughs> well, it's it, it's you incorrect the because <laughs> they made it based on a beta build of the game oh, before okay. the game so came out. Changed. Yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. changed. There are spells that are in the in the book that aren't even in the game. <laughs> it's great. It's That's fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Next up, our good old friend nate now this is something you kind of talked about before i don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast but in the productions and behind the scenes in the production of of the show it's something you've talked about so i'm, okay. just, I'm just don't don't read the well label. it's not a nightgown don't 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 read the label could still be don't a nightcap it kind of gives it away give you a nightcap it feels solid whatever it yeah. is okay i'm confused <laughs> no you might not immediately know what it is no i don't i definitely but, don't uh, it is a wooden box it is sorts. a wooden box so if you take that part it goes up <laughs> <laughs> that my friends is a nice little dice tower oh, <laughs> oh sheesh little bamboo dice tower sheesh. it goes this way oh that's Maybe. super cool yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no it has to go this is the only way yeah, yeah. you got a dice tower that's cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just a it's a small little one. Here no, we, yeah, this is perfect. Know, gotta hold it up for the camera. Yeah. Let's, let's Thank you, buddy. That's yeah, absolutely. Cool. Should have brought a camcorder and then we could have recorded all this yeah. and put it away and never watched it again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, super cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I think I have talked about it, at least in the cantrips. Mm. But yeah, no, thank you, buddy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that one. I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's just a small one. Yeah. It won't take up a lot of space. It's, exactly. That's what I like about it. It's yeah. not huge like some of the other yeah. ones. It's, it's simple and nice. Yeah. I've yeah. seen some really, really simple ridiculous ones. Simple and clean. That's the way you're making it. Yeah, thank you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're a great gift. Oh, We're you. all pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's what? the season for giving, not forgetting. Oh. It's not Christmas yet. All it's right. not Christmas yet. That's true. That's true. And we can all use this beast. And last but certainly not least is... You know, Mr. Andy over here. So I want to preface this first. The thing I ordered you is not here. <laughs> so I had to do a backup plan. So I'm I'm gonna give you this I'm gonna give you this first. Is this a handwritten IOU? No, not quite. It's a handwritten go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's it's a card that says IOU. It is in fact a handwritten It is written IOU, but he did buy a card with a pug. Is it a pug? Is that a uh, pug or a bulldog? That's a bulldog. That's a bulldog. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Bulldog. bulldog on it. Yeah. This thing to me. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, there's a, there's another part to that. I didn't want to leave you empty-handed, so I stopped at a uh, Rite Aid, um, <laughs> R.I.P. and and I got you a, a bucket of popcorns. <laughs> <laughs> if you had left me empty-handed, I would be the only one here 
who didn't get a gift also, therefore I would not be the asshole who didn't get a gift. <laughs> yeah, but now, now but you're an now, asshole. Now, but since now, you got this tin of popcorn, <laughs> now I'm the asshole. So, Thank you. What? Yeah, the, uh, the, the actual gift I got you was supposed to be a, uh, and, and you will get it, it will be here eventually, it just hadn't shown up yet, was a, uh, a mouse pad with Baldur's Gate 3 design on it. Oh, oh cool. So, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, it just didn't get here on in time. On a side time, note. So. I have a deep, deep love of cheese popcorn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's popcorn. go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, that's great. Holiday that's tidings <laughs> and good cheer from St. Biggs. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, no problem. So and a happy- I, I can always post the bulldog picture to the Discord later if oh, you all want to argue over whether it's a bulldog or a pup. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we can, we can have Discord. Uh, it comes out quick. Any too. of our other listeners, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy Yule. I think I got them all covered. I think the best think way to say it is just happy holidays. Happy yeah. holidays. Just cover them all. I'm yeah, such yeah, an atheist yeah. that I go to church every Sunday to praise Jesus. <laughs> yeah, just to prove everybody wrong. <laughs> right? I walk in and say, if God is real, he'll kill me on the spot. I and said, I walk out, I walk out every day. <laughs> I mean, it works for Kevin Sorbo. So, <laughs> so, Funnily enough, that's actually why I quit going to church. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a Christmas Eve. I, I was probably like 13, 14. And Catholic Mass, they burn a fuck ton of incense. Oh, and, too much. and it was just way too much. I don't think I'd eaten yet that day. Oh, and, like, I stood up and then just passed out in the middle of Mass and uh, never went back to church. I took that as my the sign. The devil lives in yeah, that boy. God said, get the fuck out, boy. Yeah. Boy. All the times they do incense, I've come to the conclusion I am allergic to incense. Might every be... time it starts, I immediately start sneezing. Uh, that was my one rule when Roger moved in: no incense. Like I would not let him burn incense unless it was in his room because I could not fucking. Stay. I don't remember Kim's how great. it happened, but I just woke up non-religious one day. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. So I can while tell you how it happened, uh... but you guys don't want to hear that story, <laughs> Father Johnson. Uh, oh my god <laughs> this episode started out so wholesome <laughs> <laughs> that's how it always goes while we're all sitting around here so last week i had a nice little sit down with nate we talked about all the whole kit and caboodle everything related to the show our childhood fun tangents it was great and the episode ended very wholesome uh, by the end yeah. what i wanted to ask and i'm gonna i'm just gonna go around while while we're sitting here same thing I kind of asked Nate. Going back, listening to these old episodes, guys, because it is, you know, we're approaching the holiday season here. It's been almost a year since we recorded episode one. I want to go around table and just kind of hear your thoughts on what it's like going back to these old episodes, kind of hearing how we start and how you're feeling going forward. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's it's really funny going back to that first episode, just listening to how everybody talks and how we're all kind of like, yeah, just kind of a little unsure of how to approach playing D and D in in the way that we do for this podcast. And I feel like we've all finally gotten used to it, and and we got some you know really good stuff coming your way down the pipeline later. As far as you know, my personal experience with it is. Listening to how I play Gil in the first episode versus how I've been playing him later is very funny because it kind of went in the complete opposite direction of what the original intent was for him. <laughs> because originally he was supposed to be like a kind of like a like a Jake Paul esque. Oh boy, uh, yeah, Jesus. like like YouTube big personality. Like everybody, look at me. I'm the energy in the room, and now it's. He's there's still a lot of energy in the room. It's just all nervous energy now because he doesn't, you know, think he can do what everybody else kind of puts on him. Maybe I shouldn't say puts on him, but you know, that kind of that kind of direction like that. Yeah. He he's not sure he's fit out for that leadership role. Yeah. And even in his personal life, you know, with 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 his girlfriend, he's like unsure of, "Oh god, she should not be with me." sort of thing. <laughs> He's feeling imposter syndrome. I, Absolutely. I, I really like yeah. that. I, I like that, that you took it that way because our groups have a lot of personality. And yeah. I feel like if you did go that look at me route, we'd be clashing Oh, a lot. yeah, it would be Like between Craw and George, like, it, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of personality in the group. Benedict's kind of the, the, the stone one, you know, like. <laughs> the everyman. The, the, the pillar. pillar. Benedict does not want to be the front man ever. No, no nor should he be. No, but he is, I will say, I do think he is the backbone of the group. Yeah, uh, he's the glue that like binds us together. Honestly, he reminds me, and this is probably Roger. You'll be the only person that gets this. You're he. He. I think he's the Rex Brown of this group. Okay. Yeah. And that he's yeah. a very talented bass player who's also really good. Like he can do it all. Yeah. 
He can do a little bit of everything, but he's he comfortable kinda, just being what he is. He holds it all together, you know. He's all he, he's all reliable with it, and you don't really see, at least in Rex's cases, he doesn't really get involved in anything with like the promotion or like the outwardness of the band. But with, you take him out of there, and it all falls apart. So yeah, that's yeah. a really good actually. Because it's yeah. like comparison. I love Pantera. You take Rex Brown out, and it's just the other two or other three, and I'm like. Ugh. Yep, nope, it loses a lot. Same with uh, Corrosion to Conformity and pretty much anything he's been involved in. Yeah. I feel that, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Nice takes, Biggs. I got to yeah. say, so when I'm listening to the old ones, I, I, I feel exactly what you're talking about, and especially those first couple of episodes. I, I you, you have that sort of leadership role, but I, I laugh every time where, you know, the guys are like, oh, of course our leader's going to go in front, or Biggs is, you know, <laughs> yeah, Gil's like, going to yeah, step Gil's up gonna go here. In front. And every time you're like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, sure. Uh, yeah, guys. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think the first time I was like, yeah, absolutely. And you then, were. And then the co- after the, a couple moments of that happening, you went to like, sure. And I think that kind of happens after that fight with the mud men. Yeah. I feel is yes. when that ter- the that turn happens. It makes sense because Gil's pretty young and you know and like he all, got his shit rocked yeah. in that fight too. And we're all like thrown into this world. It makes sense that you would be kind of hesitant and yeah. you know second guy. I think we're all kind of well George isn't but well, yeah, he's, he's mean, drunk. <laughs> for, our, for our listeners as far as they've heard you know so Benedict just had his taint eaten off yeah. and uh, Gil had his shoulder blade munched on yeah. and chewed upon so yeah no that that uh, that first real combat for you guys it was it was, it was pretty rocky. No pun intended. Hey, oh, those yeah, waters yeah. are pretty muddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Zach? How, how you feeling going back? Oh, the way I've gone with Craw has certainly been. Oh God, how's the word? I'm tumultuous. Yeah. <laughs> so the the original basis for the character was just I find that kind of like country personality. God damn, it's just it's so trite. It's so you can I'm knock thinking, it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm thinking like wh- okay, not the people that listen to it, but what they're what the people that they're trying to to promote to yeah like what they think their audience is as opposed to what their audience is so i you had said in an earlier episode literally like the country's my whole personality yeah type thing that you hate so i hated that and it was also just it my personal life had kind of just gone out the window and i'm like what can i do to take all of the creativity and just throw it into this mashed up character of whatever so it's kind of more me in a sense of just I didn't believe that I could do creative things successfully, I, that I could do things that people would enjoy. Mm-hmm. So like Krama be, or being able to be Krama is pretty fun because I can I can be therapeutic without having to be it. Yeah, and it's I a good do, like outlet for you yeah, it's emotionally. A, it's a good emotional the, yeah. outlet. It's a good healing outlet. It's a good way to like show my creativity. It's a good way to embrace like who I am because. Figuring out who I am over the last year has been like a pretty difficult thing to do, mm, yeah. and this has been like super, super, super beneficial for me. Aww, so I've I've really enjoyed it. And as far as the character is concerned, I'm kind of irritated because I think I made him too likable. Ah. <laughs> I feel the same about George. I wanted George because be he's scumbag. such a, he's supposed to be such a shitty person, but he he ends up being shitty funny. And it's kind of like that hard demographic where, but I, I think ultimately the character does turn to where you, he, Krama is basically just the character where it's that tough, verbose, fucking look at me, muscular douche you see everywhere. Yeah. And then you take like the magnifying glass from the Grinch, like when his heart was too, oh, sizes, yeah, too yeah, small yeah. scene. <laughs> and it's just fucking like a little boy who's looking around a crowd yeah. being like, well, yeah, yeah. He's like, daddy, like. I, I just I just want a hug. Yeah, because like I remember in the first couple episodes, especially like the first episode when we're in the Denny's, like you made all these like passes at Kitty and like jokes about you know what was the one? She's a pretty uh, pussy. Or, and there was like as long as Kitty drips well. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I that one I, oh that I one's forgot, rough to listen to. I forgot to. about that, and <laughs> I you I can attest because uh I remember being like dude. I had no fucking re- recollection of saying that. Like, I don't remember at all. I mean, I feel so bad, especially because, like, I don't want you guys to think I'm the character. Spoiler alert. My idea for where the character would go is they'll finally get alone in a bedroom. And what they actually do is she's just like, oh, come here, craw. And she just. Hold- yeah. Hi, mommy. Oh, oh. 
Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Instead, we had a, a fun moment with a sleeping bag. That, no, that, that so, hasn't yeah. happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. Zach's current reveal, I want you to put just a giant sensor bar. <laughs> oh, so just nobody knows what he said. It's just bleeped for like yeah. three minutes straight. And Maybe. We just cut to this. We can throw a whole bunch of bleeps in here and make it sound like oh, yeah. we're a bunch of filthy fucking animals. But but yeah, Altam, I've been very happy with the character. Very happy with everything. The only thing that I. The only thing that I ever worry about personally is I ever I feel like my personalities in general can be loud. So I always worry about inadvertently like cutting people off or like going over. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's something we all kind of worry and struggle with because but I think of, it's just the personality. Like, yeah, three of us here are more reserved. Other people are like, we're all just different, different ways. So playing these characters can be challenging. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Mechanically, in a good way, it, it, yeah. it can be tough because, you know, we're all sitting here actually playing. We don't do any of it digitally. So, like, there's always going to be some mic bleed. The, yeah. It's inevitable that somebody's going to kind of talk, talk over. over somebody. And, like, when we first started, I remember we had these little lights that Bix oh, had yeah. the signal when we wanted to talk. <laughs> I had to wear just, sunglasses inside. They, yeah. They kind of worked. It, but, the, yeah. thing, the thing is, though, it, it, it doesn't feel natural. No, so it's yeah. way I, I think, and, yeah, I, I, I think I, we've gotten comfortable with it because that's part of like listening to it that's part of it you know yeah. like if you always have like stilted speech like oh this person's talking there's a pause and then the other person comes in. It, it doesn't feel no. i you think know, it works well, we do a very good job i feel like sorry basically we do a very good not job of not talking off. over as we cut each other off well this is you know this is just you know free free talk pretty much free it's ball. not like we're recording for a specific narrative but i feel like the lights were a good idea on paper at first oh, yeah. I, I think they worked honestly I think it helped get us in the rhythm of of waiting till someone yeah. finished. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was like training but wheels. A- after yeah. like our third session, which was in one day, we stopped using them. Like <laughs> that after that one day of like a yeah. six hour recording session or something like. <laughs> yeah, I think they're all in the trash now. So. Yeah, they're definitely not on the table anymore. <laughs> it's kind of unrelated, but I'll, I'll also add that Krama got created at a time where I had just started, or like dealing with what is the word I'm looking for. I. When I, you finally felt like yourself, mm-hmm. you're like, this is who I am. Like, I, I, I finally at a good place in my life, figured out my demons, did whatever, do whatever. So it was finally like, okay, this is, this is who I am. This is what I can be. And that is why I have loved, like, yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. do cry. I'll, I'll do crime off for 20 more years if I can or until he's dead. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I, th- like, I think there's definitely so I can, I can like, see it now, yeah. you know, you, you know, welcome to rock and roll for initiative. <laughs> and you know what? Your I'll put it out there right now. If we get <coughs> fuck it, 50 Patreon subscribers, I'll get a crime off tattoo. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. Well, I'll yeah, get yeah, ass tattoos. Yeah, if, if, we get, uh, if we get 50 subscribers, I think we should all get a little tattoo. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll get an accordion tattoo. Yeah. I'll get a, I'll get a, uh, I'll get a little microphone yeah. tattoo. Roger, yeah. Roger can just, I don't know. If I don't and, know what the if, tour manager if would Andy get. doesn't want it, I'll get his form. Andy, you don't, I don't think I'm going to get Yeah, tattoo. you don't have any tattoos, do you? No. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah, we got, we got two at the table here, don't we? got Andy, Andy and Biggs. Yep. Andy and Biggs. The rest, the rest of us are, you know, godless heathens. <laughs> yeah. But straight, straight up, to hell. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I think I think there's always a bit of uh, inserting yourself into your character, oh, whether yeah. it be, you know, overtly like like me, me, Kevin as a person, little backstory on, on me. I at the beginning of this year, I uh, didn't have a good year. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of bad things happened. One of the things is I lost my job. And uh, while I was at that job, I was having a ton of imposter syndrome. And so I think that just kind of bled into Gil as a way for me to deal with that as we kept playing. So I, I get where you're coming yeah, from. Oh yeah, with, I learned with, super late in life. Now, I haven't been diagnosed because I've just been whatever. But I oh, have, yeah. I also got I diagnosed have, as diabetic. So that was cool. I also <laughs> have a ton of, ton of diabetes things in my past that could very much lead to having personality disorders. Yeah. So it made sense that I would play craw that way, but I also wanted to make it as challenging as, as I could. So Craw's two musics that he likes are country, which I hate (laughs) and rap, which I like, but is so far from the rest of what I like that it basically shuts out all of the music that I listen to and forces me to like, listen to those other musics to get to the character yeah 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 i think there are like three genres of music where like when it's bad it's really bad and i think that's 
country rap and pop punk <laughs> right there fucking with you i think i think that, like, any other genre like if you listen to like classic rock it's, if it's a bad classic rock song it's like well you know it's not horrible yeah. if you listen to a bad pop punk song it's like oh no listen to a bad country song it's like oh, oh no. no like what was the one you found uh zach it was just the whole song oh, amounted to i'm sitting the, in a the, truck the by the truck lake. By, yeah tr- a, a truck by something 80 miles from santa fe i yeah. just i remember you played that and by the end of the song it's like that literally went nowhere this individual Nothing took five sick. minutes to state that he's sitting in a truck by the lake 80 and miles from santa it's fe. set to this like soundscape that's meant to be like wistful and introspective find it on youtube <laughs> it is fantastic it is <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, truck by the lake, I have no segue here, Andy. Why don't you take over? Andy, well, the last time you sat in your truck by the lake, <laughs> I own neither a truck nor a lake. <laughs> well, that's good. So most people don't. Own most lakes, people don't own yeah. lakes. I mean, rich only people own Mother lakes. Earth. I'm sure, I'm sure there are some rich people out there who own a lake. Mother Earth. Mother. You Gaia. <laughs> um, yeah. So listening to the original episodes back then, I didn't really know where I wanted to take Ben. I don't usually do that with D and D characters. Yeah. I I kind of get a general archetype and like general personality. Yeah. <laughs> and then I figure it out as we go along. Where do I want to take this character? What personality am I doing here? What's the end game? To be fair, I still don't really have an end game for Benedict, but I have a better idea of where I want to take it. I won't spoil it. Um, well, I, I think that makes sense for his character because, you know, since he's he's older, so he's kind of already had most of his development and arcs in his life complete. So he's just kind yeah, of so, going uh, on now. He played for Seven Mary Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he fought in a war. everything you need to do. <laughs> he fought in a war. He fought in um, a war. <laughs> so yeah, Benedict, I, I kind of... It's different from usual because most people make characters around their own age or younger because it's it's easier to relate to. Mm. You know, it's creating an old man is a that's outside of like, yeah, you can create an old wizard archetype. You just fucking copy Gandalf and be done. Yeah, um, it's harder to make an old man in like real society. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's so funny about that because like looking at you, like I already kind of feel like you give off the old man vibe. Oh, I no give offense, off many like, old man. Vibes. So I just I, I felt like it was very natural for you to make an an I old mean, man character like. Yeah, and if anybody at this table yeah. could do it, yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. And he has the most like I don't give a fuck vibe. Like but stoic, he's pleasant, stoic. But in the yeah, he like like him and I. If we both stood together, if and both have that same vibe, they're gonna call me an asshole and not him. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you can tell. You can tell just by the podcast, like when me, Biggs, and uh, Zach are all talking, like we'll bleed into each other, but not Andy won't say a word. And then when Andy st- talks, we all shut up. Because, like, what Andy's saying is important, generally. If he's speaking up, it, 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 it's important. Um, the so, yeah, you'll notice that, like, throughout the podcast. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that, too, because I, I literally said all that in a cantrip, but I, I was wrong about you and Biggs. I thought that you and Biggs might have a better idea of what you wanted your character to go, but it all sounds like we're in the same boat. Like, Zach and I, I, I said this, that we, we, we're very good at making the basis of a character, but there's not much depth, and the depth gets built throughout the the campaign. Yeah, um, and, well, I, I, and I feel like that's literally what we all just said, and well, I said that in the cantrip. So it's I, like, yeah. I, just, I just want to clarify real quick. I do know what I want to do with Gil. Okay, it just well, changed. And, and you you were the yeah. person that I was like, I think I think Biggs knows what he wants. Yeah, with Gil. it just and, it just changed from the. But original. I knew that Zach yeah. and, and I, I just had like a really good basis, and we were figuring it out. While and we were in playing. general, yeah. for Cromaw, he is basically meant to be the group's jester. So literally, nothing he says is ever meant to be taken seriously <laughs> even when it's supposed to be taken seriously <laughs> and i'm still figuring out how to play george and what i because like my my original idea for george was a scumbag but i don't really play him as a scummy character he's kind of just a shithead with a heart of gold i yeah. feel like all of you were trying to play scumbags yeah and it did not work it out. didn't really well once we get into like george's personal dynamic with his family i think the scumbagness will start to show okay. but we just yeah. really we, haven't we, we gotta remember yet. i do beat up I do make those shitty comments. I'm always of like, but he's you're not, not you. He's you're, not a likable character. You're, you're not, but acti- I'm funny. You're not actively. You, you basically meet myself and I read yourself. Andy, what do you, what do you think going back and like listening to the old ep- episodes though? Like, are you enjoying them? You feeling wistful about them? Like, give me, I mean, give I me think, some thought on I that. I think they're pretty good, but I think we've definitely gotten a lot better because we've gotten a lot more comfortable with our characters yeah, and recording yeah. and everything else. Like, I, they're, they're pretty good, but we've definitely escalate. I feel more comfortable in Benedict. 
I'm in the like, boat. Sometimes I slip in and out of an accent, particularly in the early episodes. I, we all yeah. do it. Everything because we just talked about, so, I said in the cantrip. I'm so great. So hard. <laughs> right now, <laughs> I'm everything. in the boat where I, since I know where the story goes up to a certain point, I've just been like waiting for essentially what I think is episodes seven, eight, and nine for like months. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because I, I, th- I think um, one of my favorite things about the evolution of our podcast is i think our intros have gotten so much more like entertaining to listen to like they've gotten we got some really funny intros lined up (laughs) like just thinking about the the past like two or three that we recorded i i remember just like laughing my ass off while we were doing yeah Yeah. we we talked about that too like we i I, i'm at this point where i kind of just want to pump out all of our episodes so that like everybody who's listening can get caught up yeah we're 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 very excited to share things it would be it would just be too daunting for people to see you know 13 episodes and they're like and I'll some be, of them yeah. are two hours i'll be honest I, and- since everything comes at, like there's enough of a gap when the new episode comes out if i forget anything i'll just be like oh fuck it i have a free day i'll listen yep. to episodes one two three four then the new episode oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That i have the story and yeah, i even crash. i even said this to roger it's, it's nice to go back and listen to them because for instance, that that one episode where everything was unhinged, our intro, because we'd taken like a month long break, <laughs> right. yeah, and none of our episodes were actually out yet. We hadn't premiered anything, so it's nice to go back and kind of get into character yeah. moving forward uh, with with those old episodes. And I think that's one of the benefits on our end um, yeah. for for just re listening to them. Now, what I've also been doing when I go back, and what I I I, I, I won't say you guys should do because I'll definitely go be more than happy to do it for you. I've been going back and noting crawl lore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing how, like, I think I said he's had 17 19s. He has, Jesus Christ, he has seven 19s. There was another thing that he hasn't done. Taking down his stats like Taking a, down uh, his stats. Like a, like a baseball card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a page of Benedict Lord. Yeah, like, every he, time he, I come over, I'm like, I write that down so I don't forget it. Well, I'm yeah. saying, I'm not even going to write down, just like if I hear it over, I'll like basically write down cross wiki as i listen to it so if i ever need to put it up i can be like oh here's the transcript right now crawfordmawson.wikia.fandom hey, <laughs> hey, if i if we need somebody to do That's it for all a real of us, site I'll don't do go it. on there <laughs> or do you might not like what you find go down somebody's daddy. gonna need to do, theoretically if it ever gets to the point somebody's gonna need to do all of it so it's a good start. I mean, I don't know if that'll ever come to fruition, but I mean, hey, if you're offering, that's great. Oh, no, I am. I am. <laughs> if we need a scribe to go back through, listen to everything and write down wikis, I'm your guy. Yeah, yeah. In your opinion, in your mind, between how we used to play, you know, 3.5, battle map, all that sort of stuff, and kind of how we've been doing it with this, which I'll uh, I'll add in here. While we play for this show, we do not use a map. Uh, maybe maybe someday you know if we upgrade our our setup we we've always used one before generally yeah but we're we're kind of going theater of mind with this and i just uh i i want your take nate like how how are you feeling with the the old setup versus the new setup like i'm not asking what you prefer yeah, just no. like you know how um, you feeling with it uh, i mean so we like you said we we used a battle map for years um and then when we Roger and I lived together in the apartment. We were still playing, and we switched actually to a projector. Uh, yeah, and we projected oh, the, the map onto the table. Animated oh, maps. Really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, oh, uh, right, Vix, you weren't there for that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It, it was really cool. That was just us three and and whoever else we had join in at the time. But um, I it took me a while to get used to imagining the fights in my head. Um, and instead of like actually seeing like, okay, this enemy's six spaces away from me, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to move over uh, here. Right there. I'm a very literal thinker. Yeah. So yeah, I have to do So, so yeah, it, it took me same. a while to get used to that, but I, 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 I know you didn't ask this, but I actually do prefer it this way that we do it now. Like, wh- what do you do? What's your reaction? It's quicker. Yeah. It keeps us on our toes, um, and it and it helps you get into the game a little bit. Less more. information that you have to keep track. Exactly. Up to. Yeah, and and it just helps you because what this is all imaginative D and D. Like, if you don't have an ima- imagination, you, you're not going to have fun no. yeah. <laughs> with D and D. That's yeah. just, you know, like if you can't put yourself out there and imagine certain things or, or play a character how you want them, it's just not going to be all that fun. It, it was very easy to get used to, um, and I, I love this way that we're doing it now. Uh, to be completely honest, it's just quicker. It, it's more fluid. It seems like for players, the battles yeah. don't take eighteen yeah, years. Yeah, combat like they used definitely to. goes quicker. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I really, I really like this way. I think of doing going it. from like three point five with map to five e no map. 
is the single greatest reduction of math yeah. oh, that I've ever so seen. Nice. Yes. And I will say, as a group, oh, it's so nice. As a group, it took us a minute to get used to Five E. Um, because well, is this our first game for Pain where we've no, done the last, 5e? the last one we tried with the projector was yeah oh, okay, yeah okay but um, even even then it was kind of like it, it was um, kind of like an intro and we still throw in some three five yeah, stuff yeah. like I mean, we have we play hybrid i'll, I'll, I'll like, ask for a saving throw but instead of saying that i'll say you know give me your reflex just out of habit yeah. right really you know? quick i would like to throw a shout out to my old D D group who i know are listeners to this group because they would always get on my case when I was playing. We were starting five, and I was so used to three five, and it'd be a running gag when it'd be like something, something, something. Oh, Zach says three point five, so it has been nice to play. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I will say I I, I miss three point five just because like I don't know the the Rangers are better. And I, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah there's, this conversation just reminds me. Yeah, of it. Rangers it like w- was my favorite class for a long time. Oh yeah, because five um, E Rangers are kind of. They're just they're, they're different. Ca- they're kind right? of more like they're an in between of like a rogue and a caster. Yeah, and, and they don't yeah. they they fill a certain niche. That's about it. But other than that, they're just there. Some of the additions past base bring a ranger more to what you would enjoy. Like, I, I feel Nate. like the best like the the ranger that I would enjoy. The only way I could build it in five e would be to start as a fighter yeah. and then multi class into a I ranger. Feel, yeah. I feel like because, a ranger in five e is is a is better made as an NPC for a specific area. Like, oh yeah, the, you're, the you're hiring dominant. a, yeah, like you're hiring a ranger to go into the forest yeah. where they spe- yeah, specialize in fighting in. I, I also think it depends on the party comp. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like what yeah. we need. Um, but I've also, I've never played a barbarian, which is, is why George ended up being <laughs> fair. Fair. I've yeah. played one bard before and they got critted by a same party. I, mean, I said oh. barbarian. Oh no! Yeah, I know that. Oh, okay. I, I, I was just interjecting. Never played a bard either. Actually, I was interjecting my bard character. What was Grant Shaggleskin's class? He didn't get one. He didn't get one. Yeah, that's so, right. Oh, he was and a commoner. Level he one just, commoner. He, just, <laughs> he yeah, well, started at level zero. He yeah. died at level one. Yeah, he got yeah. he got I've one cla- one level of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and then died to a spider. Got stabbed in the rib. Yeah, thrown at the pit of tar. And then after after that dungeon, they got their classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just think that the five E is a lot more fluid. Um, then three point five, like you said, it's the reduction of the math. There's less oh, dice yeah. rolls. There's no, uh, there's heart no much plus twenty six <laughs> right. to my roll, and it makes it makes right. the dice rolls count more. Um, I think like you know, because it's not like where you can stack on shit like you could in three point five. You have to do a whole bunch yeah. of math. I remember playing. Um, an advantage and disadvantage is really cool. I like yeah, that yeah, concept yeah. of it. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I remember playing with uh my one friend. He was DMing. Then the class I was playing was was a combination of homebrew and it was like a weird like homebrew ish monk. And I did this one attack, and I rolled so many dice that we literally needed like a bowl for me to roll yeah. them into because oh, would we just didn't have enough room on the table. Remember when um, you would cast you cast uh, in one of our other campaigns, disintegrate? I was actually uh, Adam. He had his little container of just well, d sixes. But yeah, I'm, no, I'm, he, he literally rolled like a whole mini container. It was like twenty d- uh, d sixes. Yeah, and there were just dice everywhere. Yeah, there was like, a gas station shit. guy who was like, he overheard I played a monk talking to someone. He's like, I have this level fifteen or twenty monk build, and you're gonna do forty five d six per like. I'm just like, what the. F- that's a bit overkill. Like that's really nice when you're fighting like some homebrew monster that's got you know like three hundred ninety thousand HP. Yeah, the Gilgamesh. Yeah. Where you're like, uh, it's like Final Fantasy level yeah. like stat like numbers. This, this yeah. fight, you got a buff debuff, and it's gonna take three hours to fight. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, congratulations, just, just rolled lucky seven. So now for the next you know seven turns, <laughs> Final Fantasy eight's the way to go. No, ten. All Listen. ten. There is no Final bad Fantasy. Final Fantasy. That's game. not true. You just want <laughs> you just want to cause a problem with that. Final Fantasy thirteen. I have played. Horrible. I hate twelve. Final Fantasy twelve. Horrible. I have played <laughs> only <laughs> two Final Fantasy games, ten and eight. I like both. I love eight too. Yeah. I you it's know the, I did actually I really like, like fifteen. Eight. Fifteen took me a while to get used to, but I'm I not, I enjoyed the bromance. Yeah. I, was saying, I, I wasn't knocking him. I was just saying. My no. I, I I know eight doesn't get a lot of love. Eight eight's a really good game. It's just you have to figure out how to use the magic system. Yeah. Before you, it's, before it's it the junction good. system. And I, I I don't like the the way that like leveling up is not rewarding in that game because the game just builds itself to where you like to what you are level uh, wise so like yeah it, so it doesn't really matter too it doesn't much. yeah at it's, least it's better than final fantasy 2's leveling yeah hey, you hey, know two I, tried two had yeah, good two, ideas i two love has its points i love final fantasy 2 okay i will but, say oh, i hated man. it when i first played it but now that i'm older and like you can literally make these characters whatever you want it's kind of freeing and kind of nice like oh no it, it, okay. it yeah if you want to level up your axe just go back to the starting but it's one of those things of where you kind of like actually have to like plan out 
about what the, you do. The one though, thing I hated about it, I'll be honest, is like the white mages. So I would use cure outside of battle all the time. Next thing you know, this guy's cure is like level eleven, and it costs. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. be smart about how you level up. Two your magic had a lot of game. great ideas. Yes. Yeah. I got one final question just for everyone. Out of every concert you've ever been to, what's your favorite? Start with Nate. Britney Spears. Wait, what? Hell yeah, dude. Really? No. He's got to go shit. Let him no, go. No, no, no. <laughs> I will say, like, NSYNC and Britney Spears put on one hell of a show when oh, I was sure. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, fair. But I, I don't go to too many concerts. So, like, I'm, I'd I'm, say so. the, the best one that I've probably been to is that, like, uh, A Night with Alice Cooper, like, the intimate one. Oh, okay. That one was really cool. That was a great show. And he played Brutal Planet. So, like, I was very, yeah. I was very yeah. happy no, with that. That, that was, that was, Did that you was get awesome. roses on White Lace? Not until after Dad died. Damn. The, the two times are, two times I first also, saw him after Dad, I know. No. The two times after after uh, dad had passed, you know, the, this song, Roses on White Lace, my dad had always said, you know, it was one of his favorites <laughs> to see Alice Cooper do in the 80s, but he had never played it since. And then after he passed, my wife and I went two different times, and both of those times he played it, and I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> right? All right, what about you, Andy? Favorite uh, favorite concert you've ever been to? Uh, that's a t- I don't I don't go to a lot of concerts either. Like my wife loves Green Day, so mm-hmm. we've been to see Green Day five oh, hell yeah. times. The Hell Mega Tour was good. Yeah, and actually, no, my other thought was that concert was your dad, <laughs> the Alice Cooper concert. Uh, other than that, yeah, Hell Omega, Hell Omega was good. Rolling Stones was. Yeah, high. yeah, it, you, you and I were at the same Stones yeah, the concert. The opener to that one wasn't very. Good. It was A Wall Nation, which was a oh. weird pick. Yeah. Well, Nation open, yeah. So and, you, they and play you know sale. What? Yeah, okay. they were worse in person. They're not a good. They were not a good live band. I could not picture a Wall Nation. Being I, I, I took them as like this is what the Imagine Dragons wanted themselves to be, and oh, I didn't like the what they wanted say themselves to be. Oh, Imagination to Dragons. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't go to a lot, but either the Alice Cooper Bigs. concert or maybe Hell Omega Tour. Okay. Have Bigs go good. before me? So I, All right. I've been to a lot of concerts. Yeah, I, I know you and I both have many of them together. Yeah. Have at it, Bigsy. All right, so uh, in my adult life, I've only been to two concerts. <gasps> oh. One of them was Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why it's really funny. Is that, that the answer? That. Uh, as no, you pointed not. out, as you have pointed out in an episode. Uh, no, no, uh, actually... Um, what I pointed out was uh, I used to be a huge Twenty One Pilots fan. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's right, that was right, that was which is the Pilots. other it's concert the other I went to, and that's the one I talked about. Um, so in my adult life, I've only seen Imagine Dragons. That was a birthday present from an ex, and then I saw Twenty One Pilots, and they hear that was a birthday present from my mother. So yeah, shout out to my mom. Thanks, mom. Aww. Uh, <laughs> the other the other concerts I've been to in my whole life was when I was really young, I saw the 18s, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Avril Lavigne and Aerosmith. Ah, <laughs> uh, Steven Tyler. And that was probably the best concert, but I don't remember it because I was a child. Gotcha. So, uh, if we're going overall out of all the concerts I've been to, it's probably Aerosmith. The ones in my adult life, the 21 Pilots concert was actually really, really good. Oh, okay. They they actually put on a really good show. Now, Zach, I know this this is a tough one for you and I to answer. So I what I'm, I, what I'm, I'm gonna, gonna you, I'm gonna give you a top five. Okay, I was gonna give the caveat of just the the ones that come to mind. Immediately. Okay, so the ones that come to mind, there's uh, there's a few. There's whenever the first time we went to Allison Chains, oh, it was the, you, yeah. me, my brother, and my mother. I had bought tickets to my mom because whenever I was eight years before in 2005, I forget we were at some restaurant and I was like, you know, because they were her favorite band. And I, yeah, I should say that I think they still are. And she I was like, hey, if they ever come, I'm going to get tickets for us and we'll go. So that show happened like two days before Mother's Day. Yeah. So I got tickets for her to take her for Mother's Day. So I actually kept that promise that I made as like a 10-year-old. Yeah. And so and then like five days later, we saw Soundgarden. We now did. that show was great. I'm not going to put it on my list, but that show was great. It was phenomenal. Uh, I What I appreciated about the Soundgarden show was there was no opener and they played like 30-something songs. Oh, dude. Literally, they gave me every song I wanted, but like, uh, what is the one that I didn't get? Holy water, they didn't do. Oh, mama, I, you know New what? New damage. It was probably. Um, oh, I can fuck. I I'll get back to you on it. I can't. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah. If there's any uh, girls listening, if you're interested, I'm. Uh, let's see. The next concert that like really <laughs> sticks out in my mind is. Uh, it's probably. Um, it's not going to be my number one. My the. I'll, I'll just outright say the best concert I ever saw. 
was 2016 Failure Doing Fantastic Planet Live mm-hmm. in its entirety because yeah. that album found me at a very dark time period in my er- in my teen like early adult life and I don't want to say saved me but basically did yeah. so I I I'm in the liner notes for that live albums I was there I went to Baltimore to go see it cuz I went out of my way for it so, and that was that's probably the best concert I've ever been to but yeah. I, I think the concert outside of the other two that I've said that has the most meaning to me is a show that I went with with you and your dad, but is not Alice Cooper, which uh-uh. I also went with you and your dad. It was Radke opening for Failure, who were opening for Jane's Addiction, oh, playing yeah. nothing shocking in its entire Yeah. Oh, and that is God. like the rare time where the opener you've never heard of is great, so good you see them again. Yeah, we we've inadvertently yeah, we've seen, seen them Radke a couple again. of times. We've met Radke after. Yes. That. Then I went there for failure, not even caring about you. Well, I mean, I like Jane's Addiction, but right. Obviously, I'm like, guys, I have to go with you because I I really want to see failure. And then you guys are like, oh fuck, we get to see Jane's Addiction. And I remember Perry Farrell gets stuck in a traffic traffic. Right? Yeah, something in hit something his bus. in Pittsburgh. Oh. So after failure comps off, there's like a 45 minute gap, and whoever's doing the PA decides to play like what I can only describe as presumably African tribal music. Africa Bumbata, we call awesome. For 45 straight fucking minutes. That is Roger's awesome. dad, rest in peace, literally turns to us and goes, you know, we could leave and I'd be satisfied. What are you boys thinking? Like, give it a few more minutes. Like, yeah, we'll give it a few more minutes. And then finally everything was we were all happy we stayed. It was the it was a great time, but I remember on the way there, I'm like, oh no. And his dad's like, what? I'm like, fucking Ken Stabler, the former Raiders quarterback, died. <laughs> He's like, no, not the snake. <laughs> it was a great time. That that day, I'll put it this way. That show was so good to me that if I remember correctly, it's either like June 10th, June 15th, or July 10th or July 15th. It's one of those four days off well, the top of my head. I have a lot of fond memories of that concert, too. I mean, I'm a big Dave Navarro, Chad, and that was just a, a majestic thing Dude, to see. So I remember Perry t- gets on the mic and he was like, and I'm going to do my best worst Perry Fair. He's like, I like to walk around my house naked. I like to fuck. And there's like this, I'll even dare say MILF behind us. And she's just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, you can tell that every woman here of a certain age is only here for Dave Navarro. <laughs> rightfully so from a looks and sound perspective. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. to say Perry Farrell isn't talented. But oh, I'm no, not, no. I'm I, not I, fucking him because he looks good or sings good. I'm fucking him because he's a good lyricist. Uh, yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. You know, uh, and uh, absolutely. I mean, Dave's, Dave's a beefcake and a I will, hell of a guitar I player. I will add the caveat if I was a girl. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave is uh Dave is low key one of my favorite guitar players. I don't think he gets nearly enough credit, uh, sp- especially even like when you look at lists from that time period. Like certain ones, you'll always see like Jerry Cantrell on. Like if you're if you're going in like best guitar players the you know of the '90s, but like you don't see Dave on there. And I'm like, dude, freaking rips. I mean, listen to Three Days Alone and just take that whole experience. I remember, in, you and that's would, enough. You had me over. You were living. I don't know if you've established it on the on the podcast, but you were living where you got your degree. Yeah, and. So you came back down and we were listening to it was weird solo projects that you wouldn't guess from things. So yeah. you played me his solo album. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, my, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. So like years later, you're like, if you ever find it, buy it for me. I'm like, oh, I found it. We fucking listened to the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. Too Very little, little, too little daylight. daylight. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Too little daylight. Fucking Rex all's good. Mm-hmm. Like shame. He never put out a second album, but that shit is that shit was good. Yeah, yeah. That like, whew, that is a good fucking album. Yeah, it is. I forgot to say this in the last cantrip, so I'm going to fucking get it out there. Yeah, get that out there, Zach. I fucking love the band Hum. Oh, yeah. And pretty much anything Dax Riggs has ever done and will continue to do if he puts out any more music. I just forgot to say that last time, and I was devastated because I love those bands <laughs> so, so much. Me and my friend literally, I made a joke about... I'm going to have a kid before you so that I can name my kid Dax before you name your kid Dax. He fucking had a kid before me so he could name them Dax. That's funny. Oh. All right. So, it, Roger. It's tough if I'm going to answer because I, I've been to very, very many, much like Zach. Over so, 100? 
I would. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, if you're including like not big bands, like from when I was in bands and just by, you know, playing with other ones. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I would say so. Okay. If I'm I, I'm going to approach it, just the ones that come come to the top of my head. So that Alice in Chains one you mentioned, because we I've seen them many times with you a couple times without, without you. you so i've seen them a bunch but that first one stands out not only because of how awesome the experience was but the set list i remember shocked you and i what they opened with some of the stuff we got we did not expect yeah, they to get. opened with acid bubble and i and i will say we have seen them in a lot of vi- we saw them in what I-, I want everybody to know nate just walked in first off he walked away to give <laughs> and after he walked away he snuck back in and said I'm going to need my phone for this Get and then left again. And he just came back with a half gallon of <laughs> Kirkland original spiced rum that he's about to pour, mind you, in a Disney 30th Into anniversary glass. Disney glass. Yeah. With Diet Coke. I will say that um, this is like the closest. Oh, no. This is the closest you would get to like Alice or Mad Season live at the more yeah. type of intimate yeah. environment. Like close, not quite an unplugged intimate environment, but very much like a theater <laughs> where you're like, why are they playing here? You'd seen her. I saw Jersey Boys there. Right. I've seen the Nutcracker there. Right. Alice in Chains there was like, huh? But it like, oh my god, it was, it was so, so good, so good. So that one comes to mind. Uh, my another one, and Nate was there for this one. The first time that I saw Judas Priest. So th- this this freaking lineup. So we we were freshmen in high school, and the the show started. Testament played first, then Motorhead, then Black Sabbath with Dio. So Heaven and Hell, and after that, Priest came on last, and that was just a killer fucking show. I, I that was like my first metal concert, I guess you would call it. And that one always sticks into my mind cuz that was that was me, Nate, uh my dad and we we had a great time with that. And uh another one that immediately pops in the head actually is U2. I'm a, I'm a big U2 fan, but what makes this concert stand out? So it was it was their Joshua Tree anniversary tour. So they played the entirety of the Joshua Tree and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. But that was when I think of like spectacle with a show, that's the one that comes to mind because not just like how they played it, but the way it was set up with uh, this giant 360 field of vision like screen and the screen was utilized as a part of the concert. And it was that was just that was an amazing, amazing show. There's a uh, there's a show that I went to with you that kind of sticks out in my mind that I forgot to say just because I had already seen the bands before. So it wasn't like I didn't have the excitement of not seeing them before. But you, me, and a mutual friend of ours to celebrate us moving to uh, oh, becoming yeah. roommates yeah. drove on out to Ohio to go see uh, the Goo Goo Dolls and uh, Matchbox Twenty, and we ran into your yeah. doppelganger. Yes, out there. we did. My my. I remember. I remember. I had uh, I had had some marijuana that day. <laughs> I was I was gone. I'm sitting on the back of your car eating an apple, being like, "Bro, show doesn't start for like six more hours." I fucking have no idea what to do. <laughs> no, I remember the Taco Bell. Yeah, I recommend both of those bands still to this day. They are they are cute live. They are really good live. Yeah, no, I, they they they. they put I had on some a great, great luck at a Matchbox Twenty concert. I saw them with the Counting Crows in like 2019. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, dude, I, it was. Fuck, they were Counting Crows are not good live, but I also don't care for them to begin with. Yeah. So I got cheap ass lawn seats, and my company was like sad that we didn't have a physical ticket. Cause they, you know, they're like that. I am too. Yeah. So I'm walking to go get a drink or cigarettes or something. Cause I still smoked at the time and I see a ticket on the ground and I'm like, Oh, well fucking somebody's dropped their ticket or whatever. So I pick it up and I like kind of do the motion. I don't say anything, but I kind of do like the, is this anybody's motion? Nobody comes over. So I go back and I'm like, Hey, I found this on the ground. Like, here you go. Use it. She looks down at it. She's like, this is a fucking front row ticket. So we then used that ticket to, we looked at the set list, what it was usually. So I got Bent, I got uh, Real World, and Unwell. Yeah, right? (laughs) And she got everything else. It was awesome. I'm like, bro, like literally, like pit seats. Yeah, that's awesome. And we paid 20 bucks, and all it took was just paying attention to your surroundings. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, the last one I'll throw in for a concert that just uh, comes to mind, it's not even one specific, but I've seen Alice Cooper now 25 times. Uh, Yes, yes. 22 of which were with my dad. That was like a father-son sort of tradition. Did you ever see a concert with your mom and your dad? Yes, uh, a couple, actually. So Beatles tribute band. Was it Deep Purple? 
No, no, mom was, was not at that one. Was supposed to go? She was supposed okay. to, uh, but then she had to get called to a work conference. She Mom was there for the U2 concert. Mom was there for when I saw the Stones. Um, also rest in peace. Yeah, when I had seen Ringo and McCartney. But So I've seen Alice Cooper 25 times. Love it. Uh, love him to death. Uh, but hey. one that stands out that's recent, as in within like the last two years, actually seeing Jerry Cantrell solo, uh, that was astounding because it was in another place, uh, Zach, where it was like smaller than you would expect, smaller than where he normally plays. So it was real intimate. So I'm, you know, 10 feet from him. And I, I got to give that guy credit. You know, I, I always say the tightest band I've ever seen live in terms of like the sound and the mixing and everything always being spot on is always Alice in Chains, and that definitely carried over to seeing him live. Every every note, every vocal harmony, all of it, 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 it all crystal clear, and that was just a kick-ass, fantastic show. You know, while we're there, tie it all back around. Shout out to Rex Brown's contribution Shout to the Jerry Cantrell's first solo album. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Well, we've been going on for a bit here. We're chomping at the bit, so I say we're going to draw this to a close. But with drawing it to a close, I would like to add in here from everyone at Rock and Roll for Initiative. I hope you have a fantastic holiday season. I hope you get to spend time with the ones you love, whether that's people, whether that's cats, whether that's your virtual girlfriend in Baldur's Gate, whoever it may be. But regardless... Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to our insanity. And we can't wait to get back with you two days after Christmas on the 27th for our next episode. All right, guys. Let's all say goodbye. Bye. Thank you for coming. We love you guys. Except for you, Neil Diamond. No, No Neil Diamond.